Welcome, everybody. I am Ari Kaplan, an analyst that covers the legal industry, and I'm here with my friend Caroline Hill. Caroline, great to see you. Hey, Ari. Great to be here. Thank you very much for chatting again. I <laughs> I'm love Caroline. it. I'm just going to do my intro, Ari. <laughs> I am Caroline Hill, Editor-in-Chief of Legal IT Insider. Mm, I feel like next week we'll introduce each other. Okay. And I can tell it. I'm with Caroline Hill, the editor in chief of Legal IT Insider. And then you would reciprocate, and everyone would be like, go, "What on earth are we listening to?" I go, "Yeah, oh, hey, I'm here with Ari." Yeah. Like, no, no. As much as I, as much as I'd rather be anywhere else on earth, this is where I am today. So I'm, I'm super excited, Caroline. I have to tell you, I just returned from the Lexpo conference in Amsterdam that is run by Rob Amirun and his family. And it was just wonderful to be back after a four year hiatus. We were supposed to have the conference in 2020. It didn't happen. It hasn't happened since. And uh, in fact, Rob opened the show with a slide of me handing him a gift as the MC from all the speakers and he he said I'll see you all next year and that was four years ago and so it was a very poignant and wonderful discussion it essentially provided the framework for our discussion today because it it really recapped based on its several themes of legal operations or uh, generative AI all of what we've seen over the first half of this year and i just can't speak uh, more highly of it and i'm you know fingers crossed that he does it again because it's a great way to bring the leaders from continental europe together in a discussion about innovation about the pace of change about the most effective way to implement change and how to secure executive buy-in just a really wonderful uh, group of speakers and discussion topics. It was great that you came, you know, you, you come over for that, and and it got a lot of traction on social media. I saw a lot of commentary on LinkedIn, um, and it seems like, I mean, I'm not surprised after four years. Obviously, um, it's so good to have it back. Um, do you wanna? So so yeah, you're right. So we're gonna sort of recap on some of the key themes from the first half of this year. I can't believe that we're in the first half of this year. It's like it's coming into the second half. But um, do you want to talk about? So was le was legal operations? We we'll come on to Gen AI, but what, was le legal operations a big theme? Yeah, and uh, one of the speakers, the uh, legal operations leader at ASML, uh, Antonella Gargano, was just such a fun, dynamic presenter. It just shared lots of discussion topics that were in the trenches, what legal operations leaders are facing. The one thing that always inspires me, and I'm sure you've seen this because you attend a lot of uh, global events, is that many of the challenges that we face in legal are universal. So, you know, you see these conferences, you have the European Legal Tech Association, the Australian Legal Technology Association, you have events that, that are that are niche for, for topics or practice areas. And then you have events in places where I remember when I spoke at Skolkovo in Moscow, there were a lot of the same challenges. I did a presentation right before the pandemic in Prague for a very large Czech law firm, similar challenges that they were trying to figure out. And it's just so inspiring when you're in a room with a group of people who are really trying to drive change and sharing meaningful ideas and being honest about 
what the hurdles are. I think that if, if there's anything about the first half of this year, it's that there's a lot of candor in where we've made progress and where we're still lingering in terms of growth. And my sense is that should the economy continue to be favorable, we have not seen the level of uncertainty quite yet, it seems, especially in legal, but should it should it remain somewhat favorable? I think you'll you'll see a continued push and acceleration of change. Obviously, generative AI and, and other technology applications and developments have helped that. But I just get the sense that you know, legal's in this wonderful moment, and it's a shared moment where lots of people all over the world are trying to solve for similar problems. It is incredible how much people share in this industry. So I've been to lots of events where I actually hosted an event where someone came in from the private equity sector and they said that they'd never before experienced a level of sharing. You, you go back to that sort of shared experiences. Like, I think we are quite unique. We may we may have similar problems to other industries, but I think we're quite unique in, in terms of how much is shared amongst each other, um, which I think is great in terms of, you know, really benefiting from each other's experiences um I, we talked last week about our hosted a dinner and people were openly talking about their sort of thoughts and feelings and and experiences so far with generative ai and it's it's interesting that people are prepared to do that and i think it's for the better for the, for the industry well you and i both produce research and often my research is anonymous so mm-hmm people who generally don't want their name or their company name involved in me sharing perspectives or strategies on litigation support or digital transformation. But I just produced a report speaking to 50 heads of legal operations, and many of them were comfortable going on the record. In fact, there's a video series that I've launched where I'll ask them questions about, have you seen value from CLM? Is there some way that you're deploying contract analytics that's different than in the past? How does what you're doing now relate to what you used to do? How has legal operations changed? Just fascinating insights and perspectives that I don't think people would have necessarily gone on the record sharing years ago, but I think they recognize that if I don't go on the record and share, others won't share, and then there's no growth. And I think that's been quite a positive and a, and a really wonderful uh, development in legal. So I think for, for the like it's in terms of the first half of the year, I think legal ops has been you know again been one of the big things. And I I had a really interesting conversation just yesterday with um, the head of legal operations of one of the big um, global law firms, who was talking to me about the um, impact of the economic crisis on. Um, on legal operation on legal teams actually as a whole um and they were saying that it's they've seen um you know that there has definitely been you know cuts in terms of um what you know that they're sort of obviously being asked to cut people and, and certainly budgets are being cut they don't still this was quite an interesting observation for me about the lack of support they still get from it the the legal team and this is very much a continuing trend it's not new but um and the fact that one of the things that they were saying was a real trend from the first half of this year, which um, in the legal operations space was just that, you know, how to do more for less, but leveraging your existing technology stack. And the fact that they've got now often um, legal legal operations um, people who 
can be a voice who know what they're doing and who can actually do that because it's all very well as you know saying oh let's <laughs> let's leverage our tech stack right how do we do that <laughs> and they're sort of being really clever and they're and they're sort of um i know we've talked a lot about clm in in this space but if they aren't going down that route they can potentially you know they may well be going down that route but they can potentially also use their existing microsoft technology to do a lot of the stuff that they need to do or whatever it might be it may not be microsoft it might be google um but i thought that was really interesting you know that that sort of continuation of much of the same things that we've seen um for years you know not not enough support asked to do more for less but actually becoming with the growth of legal operations um and the growth of their voice being able to translate that into something a bit more meaningful in terms of actually gaining efficiencies um which i thought was quite fascinating and kind of for me summed up some of this year in terms of if we were to talk about some of the key trends i think that would yeah. Was one of them. Well, you know, the the thing that I've experienced over the course of, you know, I practiced for nearly nine years from 97 to 2006 and have been in my current role independently sort of focusing on the legal industry since 2006 to now. And what's been interesting is, you know, the financial crisis created a lot of uh, pain and difficulty, but out of that, came a lot of innovation, better processes, a lot more streamlining, an accelerated way for us to do things. And then, of course, the pandemic had a you know catastrophic and yet transformational effect as well. And the one thing that I always think, because I've tried to apply and be the guinea pig for anything I'm talking about. So anytime I'm talking to you or anytime I'm talking anywhere, I really try to be as genuine as I can be and try to demonstrate in some way that I've applied this to my own life. So I often find that with budgets and, you know, you're seeing people get laid off, which is terrible. You're seeing firms kind of reevaluate their hiring, which roles are necessary. You're seeing a lot already of, you know, the impact of generative AI and the other things that we have talked about. And so what it's what I try to look at that, you know, so for example, in my own work in terms of content production, uh, you know, someone might say, Ari, we don't have a budget for this this year. And I'll think, all right. And then I'll try to I'll try to dig a little deeper. I'll think, what budget do you have? All right. What can we do? Is there a way we can get a partner? Can I have two people work on this instead of one? Is there a way to do three people instead of one? Could I you know, and where can you creatively? Is there a skill? Is there something I can add to that? Is there what's what ultimately are you trying to get out of this? Is there a way I can add twice as much value? And that way your investment is you know more meaningful. And I think that people are trying to figure that out in their roles. Can I add something to my role? But if I can leverage technology, it's not as if it's super burdensome. And all of a sudden I now learn. I'm fascinated sometimes when I do a project that requires me to be more creative and I ended up, you know, either working on something that ends up developing more business or teaches me something or gives me an opportunity to, you know, bring something back into the community. And I think that we're in that moment now, right? We've we've had this first half of the year where people are like, oh, my gosh, all this technology, I don't know what we're going to do here. You know, there's a lot of displacement. And yet I think that it will create opportunity for people who are creatively willing to say, you know what, maybe I need to, maybe it's me, maybe it's my firm, maybe it's my organization. I think the fact, just the fact that you talked about legal operations people at law firms is a fairly new development. Certainly it doesn't exist at every firm. Uh, And I remember when it started a few years ago, it was super interesting. I was like, wow, you know, I think, I think we have mutual friends at at Sherman and Sterling, for example, you know, firms that were really, um, you know, thinking about legal operations early and 
it's uh it's just it's interesting to see yeah it is i think um yeah it's, it's funny i mean talking about um the, you, there was a lot to unpack in that <laughs> sorry i got on a monologue there and i <laughs> <laughs> no, monologue. my yeah. brain isn't as fast as yours Ari, i'm sure but so the people bit um i think you're right i think that this year has been very overwhelming for a lot of people for so many reasons and i do think that thinking about the people in the picture is really important like you you taking it from the perspective of what can you bring and and uh, and thinking creatively thinking in different ways i think that's great and i think that um that when life is moving really quickly, it's easy to forget that we really need to think about this as a people business. And I, I went to, um, if I can bring it in now, because um, I went to this Law Without Walls pop up in London last night, which is run by um, Michelle DiStefano um, and her team. And um, they were talking about exactly this, um, about it's, you know, they, 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 they for people who don't know Law Without Walls, they help um, law firms and students and uh, vendors get together and collaborate globally to create a project of worth um, and they last night they were get they were, they were reminding us about the people about that we're working with teams and what we she, Michelle calls it teaming and don't forget when you're doing anything to do teaming which means to work out who you are, who you are to start with. So we had to have these superpower, superhero badges. We had to say what our superpower was and what our kryptonite was. Obviously, I'm just awesome. I didn't have any kryptonite. <laughs> My kryptonite is being disorganized. Um, but um, and we had so we started with ourselves, and then we, everyone in the team went around and said what their superpower and kryptonite. And then we worked out how to put people together in a way that you perhaps complemented or how to work out as a team what our strengths were and what our weaknesses weaknesses were um and you could do it all in different ways you know within your own team and I know law firms do team building and they go away and they do lego but I think um it's about not just waiting for your retreat or your or your partner meeting or your lego building session or whatever but just on every project or, or, or in every interaction just think about who you are who they are how you combine what you get from that and and also potentially how you can get more from somebody like are they being this was interesting to me are they being asked to do something that they're really not good at but actually they could do something else and you, you touched on this already like they could do something else brilliantly you know and I, and I feel like that for me was quite profound actually taking that away and just thinking gosh I've been so, so overrun with work and just oh, everything that it's important to just take a minute right well I, look I, I, I just want to say I'm a big fan of Michelle so you know I, I interviewed her about her book Legal Upheaval when uh, it came out for my podcast I interviewed her for the Latera series that you and I were both involved with and I think that What's so interesting about that particular program and that mission is, is that it's really – it's been around for quite some time, and it has driven change in a lot of organizations and sort of helped give people a framework. I'm a big fan of – 
building systems around what you do. You know, I do it with my own my personal life in some respects. I do it with my work. I keep a little tracker on my that's it's even running right now. Uh, <laughs> you know, I associate exercise with other exercises. It's actually really effective. Very James Clear uh, kind I of stuff. That. It's my favorite book. Oh my god! No, but it, 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 it's really effective. Like on days where I run, I have to do a core workout, and I ne- I almost I don't think I've ever missed it. And then I give myself some grace if I'm traveling. I'm like, you know, I could do a five minute instead of a ten minute, and it like it's sort of a way to satisfy that. But I think work wise, it's the same kind of thing. And I think teams that have systems, whether they're systems for interaction, as you discussed, for team building, uh, for you know, just accomplishing something. I think that we we have become a little bit of a productivity obsessed society. And it's, of course, in legal, it's all about productivity because you bill in tenths of an hour. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, but the value of what you're being productive at is being called into question. So just spending the time on work has changed a little bit because if something else can do that work pretty much as well as you could, now you have to decide, well, it's not just spending the time and accomplishing something. It's kind of measuring the value beyond the time. So we, we have always been in a kind of this time-centric space, but now it's what value did I provide beyond the time? And then, you know, then we can obviously think about, well, can I bill for the value as opposed to the time? And it calls into question the whole model in legal, which is kind of fun. It's, you know, for us, you and I, who are talking to lots of organizations all over the world, it's kind of fun to just sort of brainstorm about what's changing and how to push that forward. And I always try to come back to this, you know, in terms of my own life. Like people will always say, like, you know, you, 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 you may speak differently to the people in your home or the people who are close to you or friends with you. And I'll always think, would I talk to a client that way? Like, what, what is that relationship like? And I, I ask myself that question. So I, I, I think it's really important for us to, you know, I love that we're doing this kind of recap of what's happened this year because I think it's really important for us to think about it and then think, well, where does that take us? Is there any progress? And if there is, what do we learn from it? If there isn't, what could we have done better? I think, and but I think your point about, um, you know what where the value comes i think it that, that's a it's such a crucial thing that people are going to be having to do looking forward right they should always have been doing it but i think now with the explosion of gen ai and and you know things are going to change maybe not tomorrow but they are going to change and i agree completely you know a lot of a lot of work will probably be automated that hasn't been today and therefore you really are going to have to think about the value and I think but I think your point about um you know it's is that what, what worth what where, where's your worth it comes back to understanding that point back to understanding who you are and, and you know and really sort of having a some some navel gazing in terms of what value do I offer where are my threats where are my opportunities um and what does that look like going forward coming from a place of you know, actually understanding who you are and, how, and whether that be as a law firm or a corporate or as an individual, you know, who am I? What do I do? What's my value? Because, for example, um, I spoke to the head of KM, at one of the huge US firms about the, the sort of the, the way that things are going to be done much faster, you know, using potentially using AI. But that if you are using the billable hour, this was actually, to, to be honest with you, this is quite a while ago when, 
contract review was really taking off and I was saying well what does this mean in terms of doing things faster and does that mean that you get paid less and, and he laughed at me <laughs> he went with our clients he went you think doing things faster is going to be less money <laughs> he went he went doing things faster means more money he goes because we save them time we get to the answer quicker we get the deal done whereas in another firm, which is like mid-market, perhaps offering in a, on a more volume basis, obviously, you know, where you're perhaps doing, it's going, to, it's going to be a different proposition altogether. And I think that that's going to be the same going forward with, you know, Gen AI or going looking forward to the next half year. Um, I think people are going to have to be thinking ahead about what does it mean, you know, and, and if, the, and yeah, and how do you prepare? I think people should not be panicking um, and nothing's going to change next month. But I think that people need to start really preparing and really understanding how do we work? How do we operate? What are our strengths? What are our weaknesses? What's our core value proposition if they haven't done that already? Years ago, I had a wonderful conversation with the dean of a law school that was contemplating the introduction of a two-year law degree in the United States, which is generally three years. And I said, oh, will that be two-thirds of the price? And he said, Absolutely not. He said, you know, there's summer work, the value of a law degree. It actually gives you the advantage of a earning capacity a year earlier. Actually, the value of a two year degree is so much higher. And in fact, and we had this all this yesterday. And I, I hadn't associated it that way. And it was fascinating. But the one thing I, I think that these last six months will show us is that we're probably not as good as we could be at giving instructions generally. You know, we've had all these discussions about prompt engineering and people who give prompts. It's really just another way of saying, I need better directions. You need to give me better instructions. And I know this because I work with a lot of freelancers. I, I, I'm guessing that you might work with some freelancers as well. And if I ask a designer, for example, to do something, I say, you know, I, I'm, I want you to lay this out, you know, pull out some quotes and maybe throw an image here or there. I get something back that's pretty much terrible. It, it's almost always terrible, and it always always requires me to go back to the drawing board, restate everything. But if I just say, listen, this is kind of what I'm looking for. I'd like the title to be, you know, let's call it. I don't. I probably don't go as high as as, as indicating the size or type of font, but I will say make it a little larger and then I'll, even on my iPad I will sketch out this is what I like and you know this is the color palette this is the logo I'm going to use and I almost always get a first draft that's just really easy to start from even if it's not perfect it's really easy to start from and I think that even if you don't use any kind of generative AI or any sort of technology supplement what has happened is there's an expectation that at least you will give people better instructions. I will get better instructions. It'll be great for training. It'll be great for more junior professionals. It'll be great for people who start. It'll be great for people who work flexibly. And I think if we're looking at a positive as opposed to the displacement of individuals, the idea that people who are supervising or people who are collaborating or people who are training will now – as part of their work, have to give clearer instructions and, and set forth expectations in a way that they hadn't in the past. It's just going to make things more streamlined. It's going to make it better. It's going to be less waste, less frustration. And I'm looking forward to that. i tell you one thing that is changing that was, so if you look back to January and kind of be interesting to see, your, your point is a good one, of course. But people in Of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> 
<laughs> people are back in the office. So, so, the, so people are, you know, we were like in January, definitely in this time last year, but and then in January, we're like, oh, hybrid working is here to stay. And, and actually, I'm now getting to the point mid-year where we're seeing firms that are starting to mandate people come back to the office full time. Um, and I know that there's sort of, you know, firms doing all sorts of work behind the scenes in terms of free food. And, you know, there's one for Magic Circle firm um, that is, you know, in the UK that's doing a lot of that, you know, to, to incentivize people, but they're also forcing them to come back, which is such a big change. You know, we've had the last six months where we've, you know, I think people have been coming back to the office slowly, but, very much still on their own terms um and now as we get to the half year I've noticed that like when I went to the city just yesterday it is packed it is it is I would say like pre-pandemic levels um it is the, all the bars were rammed it's a Thursday beautiful sunny Thursday evening um I went to one of the the top UK top 50 law firms for this LOL pop-up and it is packed absolutely packed. so I think that's it. and then, then to, how that fits in with your point is that I think that we've we've done so well with with you know cloud collaboration tools and um we've we've done our best but there is nothing like being face to face and I think that people are going to be I mean people I spoke to are loving seeing each other not everybody wants to and there's an interesting challenge in that a lot of people have hired people who can't come into the office and that's so we've talked about geographical diversity which is a great thing where you can hire whoever you want but now that people are coming back into the office that's presenting challenges right because obviously they may not be feasibly be able to get to the office but I do think that for I think that human beings in terms of the way we communicate and communicate best I think face to face is right up there well, also, we're going to have to make sure that we, you know, maintain some level of, of parity in terms of those relationships and the work product and the, and the work assignments. So if I'm and this will be an interesting summer for firms to gauge that, to determine if there are people that are working a little bit more hybrid or people who are more in the office to really try to dig in sincerely and candidly about the opportunities they got to track that much more closely than they have in the past because my sense is that someone who comes in let's say two days a week and someone who comes in four or five days a week assuming others are coming in on those days will ha have a different experience i'm not saying better or worse and also in an environment where firms are continuing to make decisions about the essential nature of certain roles and who's doing what being in the office may, and I'm not, you know, I don't want to give people the impression that I'm saying, oh, you have to be in the office and that's just how it is, but there may be a differentiation and people are cautious about this. So I think part of that is driving this return or a more thorough return. Clearly, people are mandating, but I think the organizations that are leading with grace in many ways are trying not to necessarily force but rather encourage lunch i'm not sure so sure is the most amazing thing but but you know obviously plying with food but more importantly with experience with opportunity with engagement and if you can do that and also with some flexibility it is after all summer and yeah. people want 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 some of that i think that you know certainly I'm guessing they're not going to force you to come in on a Friday, but Monday. Uh, and, you know, there's enough opportunity to be home and work that that people will, you know, hopefully take advantage of, of maximizing those opportunities. I, I think it's got to be on a 
case by case, isn't it? Like the head, the head of legal operations that I was speaking to has got a global team that have been picked because they're the best type thing, and um, and they get together infrequently. They do, and I, and I, you know, they they they're very happy with that arrangement. That's not going to change. You know, they they kind of work with all different teams around the world. So I, I think it has to be a case by case basis, doesn't it? As to you know, not certainly not everyone. Should be mandated to, to come back in although although i may go and work there because there's free food or i think that that's <laughs> do you think they'd notice if i just if i just go and set up in the lobby or wherever they're doing the free food then i'll just um i'll just uh, be, be there hanging out yeah you just bring a big bag with you and then just like take it all home in packages <laughs> and bottles of water and what have you i think that nobody nobody will notice They'll just be like, you'll just come in on a Friday when no one's around and just like pour it all into your purse. I think, I think, I think you're good. Where did the wine trolley go? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a little early. Why is it always by Caroline's desk? That's weird. Who left that there over the weekend? All empty car. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I think, I think, yeah, I think we could, we could sum up in, in, in many ways. One of the things at Lexpo that came up a lot was the word opportunity. The, it came up in legal operations. It came up in, in cyber security. There were several discussions about cyber. It came up, obviously, in AI and new technology and team building, as you mentioned, came up in collaboration. And I, of course, wrote a book called The Opportunity Maker. So I believe deeply in that theme. Um, but I didn't know it then, though, because the book came out in 2008. So it's it's funny to me that you know 15 years ago, I was sort of thinking about this idea of opportunity. But I do I do think people should should look toward the rest of the year maybe with that lens i don't want to be you know so you know kind of the ever 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 the optimist here but you know the alternative stinks so why not be ever the optimist right like why not and i think that in your organization the one thing where there's certainly an opportunity is to be part of the group of people whether you're in-house whether you're in a law department whether you're with a vendor who are contemplating what's coming because yeah. nobody really knows and if you can be part of that group and maybe depending on your level you're doing the research or you're reaching out to people and asking or you're engaging with the clients or with prospects or in your sales discussions you're having that conversation you're just going to bring back a rich level of intelligence that you can share with your team that empowers everyone so yeah. that opportunity is a huge one it's easy it's not always desirable so there are chances for you to assume those roles because they might require a little extra time. They might require more effort. There might be some frustration in terms of having to reach out cold to individuals. But certainly if I were to think about what's coming and what we've seen, uh, the idea of uh, new opportunities, it resonated at Lexpo. It certainly resonates with me personally. And I think there's, there's a meaningful way to tactically approach something towards uh, creating new opportunities for yourself and your organization as we look ahead. That was beautifully said. I think that's a good point to end. I let me just. I'm wiping a tear. Oh can I? Uh, can I just check? Did you write a book? About I did. <laughs> I did write. I host the virtual lunch. I don't think I mentioned that. Carol. I felt like, how can I not talk about it? You know? <laughs> oh, it was. It was. There's nothing I want to add. I think that's a great way to sum. That's a great way to sum up, and I like it. I like that note of optimism. You know, mm -hmm. I think that we're sometimes. Surrounded by all this, like, oh, fear and negativity. So, but actually, it's a great reminder that there is, you know, there's hopefully plenty of opportunity and to be looking out for that and creating. We both 
believe in creating opportunities um, as people who run our own businesses we have to do that every day um so that's why you know, i'm ari kaplan editor-in-chief of legal it insider <laughs> <laughs> okay well until next time i've been i've been ari kaplan <laughs> and i've been Caroline Hill. it's wonderful to talk to you <laughs> thanks ari